Well, hello, and welcome back to another scary, scary edition of Ghost Stories Told from the South. I am your host, Stephen LaBooth, and I've got some skelly, skelly stuff for you, girls and ghouls. Okay, I quit being a ding-dong. Hope everybody's having a great week and being spooky. This weather is getting cooler, and I love it, because you know what that means. Halloween's around the corner, and I can't wait. Like, I hope you can't wait for this week's episode. We got some good stuff. We're still covering Montana and Washington and uh, Canada. So, yeah, I'll probably be on these for a couple more episodes, and then... We'll be done, and we'll find something else. There's always something to find. Anyways, hope you guys have been having a great week. I just want to say thank you once again. Dude, I'm, up. I'm just I'm more than uh, happy. The numbers are growing, and like I said, hopefully one day I can turn this into a business, and this is what I do for uh, my job, because I'd love to do that. But until that time comes, we'll just see what happens. But I love my numbers. I love where I, how where I'm at. They're growing, just little by little. I'm just getting bigger and bigger, and I love it. And I want to say thank you to everybody. And uh, go check out our YouTube page because I got the uh, video I do up there. I don't do a video for every episode, but I still put a, a episode up there on YouTube. So go check us out on the YouTube channel. And I'm working on getting a uh, web a webcam. I'm working on getting a uh, web page going. So that'd be cool, man. But until then, we'll see what happens. But I'm ready for some scary stuff. Are you ready for some scary stuff? Then good. Get your, your warm blanket and some coffee. Cuddle up by the fire. Get nice and cozy. Turn all the lights off. If you're not too scared. <laughs> Our first story is the Grand Union Hotel in Fort Bennington, Montana. The Grand Union Hotel still is one of the oldest cities in Montana, which construction uh, completed in 1882. The hotel itself is an old structure. During the history of the hotel, there have been reports of ghosts appearing in the uh, hotel. <coughs> True ghost hunters and avid paranormal investigators believe it to be one of the most haunted hotels in Montana. There are people who claim to hear the sounds of hoof beats on the staircase in the hotel. The, the idea is possible since, according to lore, a drunk rode his horse into the hotel and went upstairs before being shot and killed. There are... Odd blue lights that appear to dance across room 202. So if you're ever there, check it out. And there's a ghostly figure of a man in a long jacket. Makes his uh, rounds around the entire area of the hotel. Here's some more on it. Located at 1 Grand Union Square in Fort Bend, the Fort Bend Hotel dates back to 1882 and is listed on the National Register National Historical Places of Montana. 
Legend says says the hotel is home to a number of ghosts. A drunken cowhand who was once said to have rode who, who said to have rode his horse into the hotel and up the main staircase before being shot and killed by the bar manager. And people have reported the sounds of phantom, of phantom hoof, print, hoof beats on the staircase. A food supplier once reported seeing several people in a period uh, con, con, uh, okay, I got uh, got mixed up there. A food supplier once reported seeing several people in a period accustomed watching him make a delivery from room from the room above. When he asked about it, he found out that the room was vacant. So there was people in the room watching this fellow work that wasn't there. And in room two o two. Two women spent the night watching a watching beautiful lights dance through their room. Others error occurrences at the hotel include beds being suddenly unmade, a flash that rolled around on its own, or a flashlight that rolls around on its own, and a ghost who has been seen wearing a long coat believed to be Charles Rowe, the hotel manager from 1891 to 1890, I mean to 1899. So, if you're ever uh, around Montana, go check this scary place out, guys. All right, let's do our next story. What do you say? Okay, our next story is the old Tokomo City Hall. And it's in Washington. The six-story-old Tacoma City Hall with its arched and branched clock and bell tower is a glorious, is a glorious 1893 Italian res, uh, residence-style structure designed by E.A. Harton, a San Francisco architect. The bricks found at the base of the building that make up the eight-foot-thick eight walls were originally used as a ballast on ships in the sea in its uh, era. So, Because back then, they used a lot of ships back then. Uh, where am I at? Bells and whistles that made its building steadily and orda uh, ordained were an inter integral part of its uh, construction as the city hall was to be the apple of the civic pride for its portal town tacoma a city that sits beside the consonant bay that leads to pungent sound there are present brick wall terracotta orientation and a copper tilted roof just to name a few the clock tower with its four massive bells used used inside it's on on its own and it's and it has walls that tilt toward to increase the sense of height the clock and the uh, chimes were donated in donated in 1905 by h c wallace in memory of his daughter who died too young wallace went went on to become the United States ambassador to France. 
Inside it is a, inside it is described as a unique blend of classic architect details, including copper uh, embroideries in tall windows, sweeping archways, exposed brick interiors, and high ceilings. Sixteen feet tall, as a matter of fact. Completed by uh, constantly. Uh, oh, it's completed by contempor contemporary upgrades and modern, uh, you know, stuff of the new world to create a unique, testifying office environment. The owners of this building, the Stanford Company, were actually trying to uh, lease the space to business while looking for investors to finance the construction of the apartments and or a buyer take all on take it all on. So far, they have two smaller businesses and one large, which is better than spoke in the eye. Hopefully, they will get more businesses using this unique space soon. Okay, now the history. From 1893 to 1959, this glorious city hall was home to Tacoma City Government. Completed with jail in the basement. However, by 1959, this historical relic was in need of some TLC. And a boatload of funds were used for renovations and repairs. That would give the uh, structure much needed facelift and modernizing of its uh, faculties. As the city did not have a boatload of money, they moved the Tacoma City government into a new modern building then also was home of home to Peace County officers. The old Tacoma Hall stood vacant for then ten years as a daunting victor upon the community. The old Tacoma City Hall was nearly torn down, but it was saved by JIT in nineteen seventy four. The old Tacoma City Hall was replaced on the was put on the national Registry of Historic Buildings of Montana, which uh, generated some interest in the building, but no nonprofit preservations uh, group came together to raise the funds to restore the building, meaning that it would be a long uphill climb to fulfill the, regu the restora restoration. Okay, I'm going to get past all this. Okay, we're going to go over now the history of the uh, ghosts and stuff. History of the manifest manifestations. They just gave you some of the history of the joint and all that. So I got tired of reading, so I ran through it and just said skip it. Because I want to get to the juicy part. Uh... Okay, this is the history of the manifestations. No one knows how, no one knows who and how many spirits call the old Tacoma City Hall their home. Some possible theories as to why there are listed below for uh, for your amusement. Buildings that historically have been a hotbed of political deals and government businesses businesses for the people sometimes harbor spirits that are still in it, perhaps trying to finish some unfinished business. The building once was home to the city government of Tacoma and truly was a pol uh, place of drama. The dissension, decision-making and deals and conversation conversations and lots of paperwork and processing. 
in many stores in many stories found on hauntedhouses.com and tales are lonely and miss interactions so they can engage the living for the chuckles and company so that's why they mess with the that's why the ghosts mess with people at this house the entity named Gus described below sure loved being recognized and talked to by the living and his a antics were were not done for uh, attention either the building structures that are struggling fixture upper proprieties sometimes draw back into these world entities who really love this place and try to get their attention of living to do so, loving to do something about the uh, disrepair and shambles in many uh, manner that this place is. The old Tacoma City Hall and Woeful Oh, the anyways, the City Hall has been a woeful condition for a an awful condition for quite a while. This could this could draw entities back into this world who lived the who lived who loved its place, who perhaps are the uh, culprits in some of the uh, activities described below. Mysterious bells ringing and a little play couldn't be heard in the entire place. Entities trying to get to the living attention to spur up their uh, favorite building in the uh, in this world. Ghosts and spirits love to play with uh, electronical items and can resist the attempt cannot resist the temptation to. Uh, items run by electricity are popular with the spirits in in the uh, hall. Okay, here's one entity, the, the male entity. He is named Gus by the uh, Tacoma Bar and Grill uh, Restaurant, once located in the first floor. Activity in the old bar area of the restaurant. Gus had, inten Gus had an intention, intention act for <coughs> each new employee. He would knock each bottle of, of alcohol off the shelf, assumably the uh, assume assembly he would knock them off the shelf in an assembly line fashion in front of the uh startled employee yet the bottles were never broke on opening day for the restaurant the stove stopped working and nothing was deemed to be wrong with it afterwards the stove worked again with not another hitch Gus would uh, Gus would stop his pranks when the new employees would start talking to him Apparently he had, he was lonely and wanted some attention in its manner. The mischievous played uh oh the mischief played on the other attendants, on the other people that lived there. Not lived there, but worked there. Tenants have been locked out of their offices and doors slammed by themselves. The elevators go up and down all by themselves, as reported by tenants too. Visitors and security guards have seen this. The entities that haunt the old city hall hall likes to oh the ghost of the hall like to play around with the security guards to keep things uh, lively. Security guards had spent many of night chasing uh, intelligent shadows throughout the building. 
Guards, uh, guards see shadows floating down the halls and go around them as they patrol the halls. Lights are turned on and off, too. From the outside, from the outside looking in, from the outside, people have, people have seen lights turn on and off by themselves, causing the guards to check to see if anyone is there. After everything is investigated, the living find that the rooms that had their lights turned on and off, nobody was ever in there. An unknown entity, the unknown entities, there's more than one. They ring the bells mainly in the city hall at all hours of the night to catch a, uh, to check, no, to catch the jokers. The manager spent the night in the building, but found that no one living was making the bells ring, but left the, but let, but left in the morning convinced that an entity was uh, haunting the place. Here's some more stuff. When alone in the hallways, some people have felt the rush of, of unseen people go past. Near the old constable chambers, disembodied coughs are sometimes nervously heard. Sounds like somebody clearing their throat. Or perhaps it a bit, uh, maybe it's one of the ghosts from the council. Is it still haunted? They, uh, people have been back and done some more research and, uh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty haunted place. So if you're ever around, uh, Montana, go check this place. No, I mean, Washington, go check this place out. It's called the Tacoma, the old Tacoma city hall. That one was kind of sucky. That story wasn't that good. This next one better be a doozy. And I mean doozy. La Parca. Okay, I'm talking to myself. Nope, I missed one. Virginia City. I knew I did. I knew it. I knew it. But I don't know what I did with Virginia City. So when I come across it, I come across it. Okay. I'm going to drink water, my friends, and we'll go to the next story. All right, sorry if I butcher this name up, <clears throat> but our next one is the La Baria Park in Manitoba, Canada. The April 8, 2015 report for uh, Winnipeg's La Baria Park came from the jogger McKay. This is what she said. She was jogging through the park with her dog, and after making her second lap, uh, lap around the park through the small forest path, she felt something swish past her. She became instantly afraid because she was alone in the area with trees and there was no wind, she said. The woman dismissed the feeling and continued jogging. A few minutes later, it happened again. Only this time, it was occupied by the sound of children giggling. Weeks later, she was watching television and she heard that the park was indeed haunted with sounds of children laughing. But before that, she had no idea. That's pretty spooky. 
I got more on it, so don't worry. Don't go nowhere. Okay. Here's some of the history on this place. Despite being lo <clears throat> located outside of the city boundaries of La Beria is owned by the city of Winnipeg. The city purchased the land that would become the park in 1969. The park is 136 acreage along the La Salia River and contains natural forests, sports fields, and the river. It is free to enter and available for our activities all year round of the year. Hiking, cross-country skiing, and canoeing. The park is said to be haunted by children, by children. It is haunted by children, although nothing in its history suggests why this is. People have felt something rush by them in a gust of wind in, in the forest when there is no natural wind. There are also reports of people feeling as though something is running at them from, the, uh, from multiple directions while in the forest. The disembodied voices of, ch of two girls having a conversation has been reported. Other people have heard uh, phenomenal phenom sounds, phantom sounds of children laughing. And at times the laughter is heard as if it's right next to the witness or it's uh, made by children running by. Pretty creepy, so if you, live, if you live up in Canada around that way, go check that place out for me. Report to me. Tell me how it is. Yeah. All right, let's get ready for the next one. All right, our next story is Virginia City. History surrounds you when you visit Virginia City. From the wooden sidewalks to the buildings dating back to the 1800s. It is no wonder there is a little tales, little tales of ghostly happenings of many of the town's landmarks. If you dare hunt for the haunted experience in Virginia City... Go to these places if you dare. <laughs> okay. These are all places in Virginia City. The Silver Queen Hotel. For a terrifying experience that may have you running for the door in the middle of the night, visit the Silver Queen and Wedding Chapel. With spirits caught on the Wedding Chapel's security cameras and paranormal activity occurring in... Excuse me. Rooms 11, 13, and these, uh, this 142-year-old property has been frightening guests for years. The ghosts of Rosa and Anne can be heard running around the hotel and tapping on the windows. Take it. Take a chilling guide through this creepy place. The next one is the historic Fourth Ward school built in 1875 the 4th ward was one of the biggest and nicest schools in the area after years of neglect the world was clo the ward 
was closed for more than 50 years. Repel repairs were made and it was reopened in 1986. Today, the building is still open as a museum, but the spirit of a former teacher, Miss Susie, can still be seen searching for searching the grounds for her students. Never quits her job. The next place is the Sugarloaf Mountain Hotel. This 1800s motel is uh, reaping, uh, reaping with charm and haunts. Each room comes with a uh, each room comes with a ghost log where guests and its uh, guests can write down, you know, what happened through the night if they seen any ghost or heard anything. Steps inside the uh, doll room if you are searching for the unexplained no unexplained noises such as heavy breathing, footsteps, laughter, and moving doors. Then this is your place to go stay. So you can go stay here and write down what you hear and see. Then we have Piper's Opera House. John Piper's Opera House was burned down twice, leaving the third renovation for leaving the third reno renovation of the building lasting. The Opera House brought talent and magic to Virginia City for many years. Today, people can still see some entities performing, watching, or setting up for a big show. Some of the some of the some of the most ghost some of the most haunted areas of the Opera House are the balcony, attic, and in the basement. It's always the basement, I guess, because it's cold and dark there. I don't know. Kind of weird. The next one is Mickey or the Mac Mackay Mansion. Comstock millionaire John Mackay. Oh, it's Mackay. John Mackay may have made a deal with the devil to save his famous Mackay Mansion. While the Great Fire burned nearby areas, the mansion was unharmed. Although the mansion still remains intact. Seven or more spirits have been seen inside or around the uh, mysterious mansion. McKay's wife has been heard wandering through the halls, searching for her lost lover. And her lost lover's name was Rico Suave. The next story is about the Story, Count, Sto yeah, Story County Courthouse. The legend of Peter Larkin's hanging still haunts the uh, Story County Courthouse. After being accused of murder, Peter's girlfriend tes testimony in the courthouse resulted in Peter's death. Today, today the courthouse remains as remains open as a museum to the public, and uh, oh, and it's on the uh, his it's on the the list for historical buildings in the town. So if you uh want, if you want to see some skilly stuff, go by the courthouse. You might still see that guy hanging. <clears throat> then we have the old Wazho Club. That's what it says, the old Wazho Club, built in 1870 as a luxury bar called the Billionaires Club. The uh, old Wazho Club was known as an exclusive high-status meeting place for the man in the man in Virginia City. 
with a brothel up the uh, spiral staircase and a large freezer called the Crypt, it is no wonder strange happenings occurred here. For many years, the death toll of this club, this club was on a row. An explosion killed 12 people in 1875, several suicides, missing uh, prostitutes, and bodies were stored in the uh, crypt. All could account for the uh, spirits that haunt the place. Today, you take, take a tour through the place and check it out for yourself. The Vacant Lot. The empty area next to the Silver Queen has a nasty habit of burning down hotels. The first hotel was built in 1860 and burned three years later. Once rebuilt, the Virginia City Great Fire burned the second hotel along with most of the town. Finally, the last version of the hotel was uh, ruined in 1914. Since then, the lot has remained vacant, providing the area to the park you can... Uh, use it for they use it for a parking lot now so yeah that's pretty weird they built three houses and or yeah three houses and they burnt now we got the silver terrence yeah silver terrence Cer uh cemetery any place where the the deceased are supposed to be at peace it is chilling to think that some of the dead are still wandering around while ghostly activity can be common in the uh, in cemeteries, the Silver Taurus the Silver Taurus Cemetery is a large collection of the final resting place for everyone who lived in the area since the 1860s. Scratching over a hillside, this cemetery is in a, a unique area. St. Mary's Art Center. Known as St. Mary Lewis's Hospital, six or seven sisters lived in the attic and cared for the sick people of, the, of Victoria City. The doors were open for anyone, no matter how sick, complete with an operating room on the first floor and an, ins an insane asylum on the fourth floor and emergency area in the basement and a nursery for the children. This old ho old hospital has seen its uh, own share of horrors and death over the years. One of St. Mary's most famous patients is the ghostly man who can be seen sitting in his wheelchair with a confused glaze. The legendary white nun is known for messing up visitors' beds and wa uh, walking the halls searching for her patients. Pretty... Nardly. Now we're going to go to Clumpus Vetus Build. The Clumpus Vetus Building. The second clubhouse is still a mystery to many Virginia City residents. The members of the Knights of Pythion were said to be a uh, uh, was said to be a group that honored the law of the land. And the way became their own type of law, and the way they came their own type of uh, law enforcement. While these knights did help the community, no one is quite sure what occurred within the uh, building. 
it is rumored that numerous murders were committed by those uh, members. Currently, the building is previously owned, keeping these uh, hauntings at an unknown, you know, no one knows because it's probably privately owned now. So I don't know if I'd own a creepy place like that. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy stuff happened there. It sounded like crazy. Yep, that it makes sense though, because you think about it. I know there's a Knights of Pythion here, or there used to be here in Mineral Wells. I don't know if there is anymore. Okay, the Delta Saloon, the curse of the curse of the the curse of owning the Delta Saloon comes with a comes with a deadly price. These previous owners lost more than their money when gambling on the uh, saloon's famous suicide table. The originally, the original casual, the original ca casualty, Black Jack lost seventy thousand one night before taking his own life. After two more suicides, the table, the table's name was famous, and the decision to cease dealing on it was made. To the, today, the table is still located in the uh, Delta Saloon. Where people can set the set the deadly set at the deadly table, but it's provided risky gambling. It is protected under the uh, place. So don't go there and think you're going to go on that table and gamble. That would be crazy, though. Jesus, see, that's just crazy. Man, seventy thousand dollars he lost gambling. Damn, them guys didn't play around back then. Jesus. Yeah, that's back then. If he had that kind of money on him, 70000 back then, shit, he was a billionaire. He was rich. Oh, sorry if I'm yawning. Pulling the red eye. It's a late one night, baby. All right. Let's go to a quick commercial, and we will be right back. Well, how's everybody doing today? It's good old friend Uncle Dickie from Borderline Texas Trash. The most popular podcast in the world today. It's climbing up the charts faster than freaking slime on a sign, baby. Well, if you're wondering, what the hell is Borderline Texas Trash about? And who is this bitch Uncle Boo? Well, Uncle Boo is the most recognizable voice in podcasting today, baby. We're going to get funky like a monkey on some ton of greens. I'm coming in on white lightning, baby, on a silver saddle to bring you the best of Borderline Texas Trash, baby. I'm your host of the show, Uncle Boo. We go over everything. We do a little bit of politics at the end, but not much. I don't step into that bullshit a whole lot. But we have fun. I go over stupid world news of the day, talk about uh, stuff from the past, what the cost of living or stuff was like that, and we just talk about all sorts of fucking fun facts, do a little joking around, and my niece joins the show sometimes. We do a little segment called Ash Handy's Garage on Friday nights, baby. That's our live show we do sometimes. And then I got the uncle that I talked to down in uh, Boothville, Louisiana. And he calls sometimes. And we have a little show called Uncle Dickie's Corner. So you guys come check out Texas Borderline, Borderline Texas Trash, baby. I know you will love it. We are on every platform you can think of. Spotify, Stitcher. Pandora, iHeart, 
Uh, I mean, we're on everything. We're even on Podbean, man. We even got our own YouTube channel. We even got an Instagram account, and we got our Facebook account. So go check us out, man, and come listen to the show. You'll get to listen to Ash Handy, Uncle Boo, Uncle Dicky, and all the most recognizable voices in this motherfucking podcast in the world today, babies. Because we will get funky like a monkey, I guarantee it. Let's just say, baby, I was wine and dine with kings and queens, slept in dumpsters, ate pork and beans, baby. But I am your host of the show, Uncle Boo, Borderline Texas Trash. Don't forget about it. If you want to listen to a show to just get your mind off this crazy world and all the COVID and politics bullshit, <coughs> come check my show out. Come check me and my crazy family out. Some of the shit we do, we do live uh, shows from the barbecue. So I'll see you later. Bye. All right. I hope you like that. Let's get ready for the next story. All right. Our next story is the the Camp Bell House. Sorry about that. It was the Camp Bell House is in Washington. The Camp Bell House was built in. 1998 by a, real, by a renowned architect, Cartland Cutter, for Amusa B. Campbell and his wife, Grace. Campbell made, a, uh, made his fortune in mining exploration and operations in the uh, mining region northeast of uh, Spokane. There were stories wildly circulating that three of the Capel children were lit, were son of a buck who lived here in the early 1900s were murdered by by an intruder i think i've i've told this story before but you know what i'm just going to do it again okay the, supposedly she was they were killed children were killed by an intruder then they kidnapped a fourth kid who was never seen again other stories have conflicted, stating that the Campbell family had only one child, Helen, who lived a hell, hell, who lived healthily into her adulthood. Following Grace Campbell's death in 1924, Helen took, uh, well, then she was W.W. Palgrave. Anyway, she got the house... And then she gave it to the uh, Eastern Washington State Historical Society in memory of her mother. Campbell, the Campbell House became a community museum featuring historical art and, exhibi and exhibitions. A new, a new museum building was added on the East Lawn in 1960. A formal resident of the area of Restored and renewed all elements of the Campo House complex. That's pretty cool. Today, the house operates as part of the North uh, Northwest Museum of America and Culture. There are many mysterious stories surrounding the uh, paranormal activity in the Campo House. There is a portrait of Amos Bessel Campbell in the house that is said to follow visitors with her eyes. Haunting includes sightings of children playing in the bedrooms, mysterious noises, and some claim of that eyes in the portrait move. Visitors describe feeling a feeling of 
unsettling feeling or like just weird all through the house. They just get a real bad vibe. But if you ever want some hauntings, go by and check that out. Sounds like a cool place to go. All right, guys, I have one more story for you, and I'm not going to go to any music for it. I'm just going to tell you like it is. All right, last one is the uh, Mallard Lodge. The Mallard Lodge used to be the center of an environmental uh, faculty that was built in the, in the 1930s. A famous businessman who had lived there, but due to the la uh, Lake Manitoba to Lake Manitoba flood, okay, this place is in uh, Canada. The Lake Manitoba flood of 2011, the lodge has been closed permanently, according to the legend, while the house was being built. A construction worker was trapped inside the foundation. Now he haunts the grounds of the lodge. Ringing bells and, and leaves, disembodied voices, footsteps, wherever they go around the house, that's what they hear. That's pretty crazy. Well, if you're in Canada, go check out the Millard Lodge. Oh, not Miller, Mollard Lodge. I'm sorry, Mollard. Mollard. Well, hope I didn't scare you guys too much tonight. And I hope I told some good skilly skilly stories for you. And I hope I didn't scare you too bad. Hope you're able to sleep tonight. But I have had fun. It was a good time. Glad you guys enjoyed it. We're getting close to wrapping this up, and it's getting close to Halloween. Halloween, I've got a good, good story to talk about. That's creepy, and I can't wait to tell about it. Aye, aye, aye. But I hope you guys enjoyed the show today. Thank you guys for listening. You can catch me on Spotify. Catch me on YouTube. Go catch us, uh, ghost stories on and pretty much any platform you can listen to podcast on. I'm on there, baby. So. What do you say? But thank you guys for the uh, numbers, man. Everything's the downloads are getting bigger. The, the followers are getting bigger. So I want to just want to say thank you guys and keep up the good work. And <laughs> don't forget, be spooky and be nice to each other. But of all, above all, be spooky. And Halloween's around the corner, guys. <clears throat> football starting it's cooler weather is coming in i can't wait i had to turn off the air conditioner in the recording room today when i did the podcast it's kind of chilly in here but you guys thank you for listening listening to the show give me some feedback on um my facebook page ghost stories told from the south guys i sure would appreciate it all right well we'll see you guys later bye